Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is, F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Fuck that little pig. This is horse shit. <laughs> I podcast my back. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded When at last I am given my dues And injustice deliciously squared Be free, free. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to episode 101 of Three Sheets to the Mouse we hear five average guys with love for all things Disney. And joining me on this week's show are three guys who don't know how to count uh, past 99. Mikey. Hey, anything to get over the uh, the centennial hump. Trenton. Not to zoo. And Tim. Well, that's the second episode we lost, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. we got to stop doing that. Well, you know, it uh, gets lost to the yeah, nether regions and all. Speaking of nether regions, uh, did you see the uh, trailer for the Twilight Zone? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to bring it back like I feel like with the fucking Twilight Zone. Well, it's irrelevant. Scott, it's on CBS All Access. Yes, it is irrelevant. <laughs> oh, Mikey. Oh, my God. We, we saw the commercial yesterday, and, and Trossel was so excited, and then it, he had just been talking shit about CBS Access. He's like, I'm not paying five fucking dollars for that. And then as soon as the part showed, and then he's like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta watch that Star Trek shit. Oh, here, take my money. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and uh, grab something that uh, you probably just came up with on the fly in your kitchen. And enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets to the Mouse. Mikey? Scott? Do you have anything blue and fizzy tonight to drink? I do not, but I did make a peach drink for my wife. Uh, do you, do you still have that peach drink? No, I finished it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it was uh, it was a pre-mixed mixer bottle of like a peach Bellini. Oh, ooh. <laughs> uh, but it, but in, in lieu of uh, champagne, uh, she said, "Hey, just use that vodka that I bought the other day." Oh boy. So I was like, "Okay, cool. I'll pull it out. It's vanilla vodka." Oh. So it was a little beatus, uh, like peach cobbler, mixed in there. Uh, it was uh, it was very sweet, but you know what? Uh, it did not uh, inhibit my my breathing or anything <laughs> of that nature. So we are, we, we are no we are all good. You, were, you uh, weren't allergic to it. You did. I was not. I've had I've had a lot of peach. Well, so if you don't have anything basic, bitch, like that, I got something new to me. It's uh, called uh, barrel whiskey. They they do this thing. Uh, it's called their infinite whiskey barrel. They're doing. And they basically blend a shitload of different whiskeys together in one big barrel. And every time they make a bottling from it, they top it off with a 
bunch of other whiskeys. So kind of like a Solera vat almost. Uh, kind of. Uh, basically, Solera vat is when they take a big giant vat of the alcohol, and then as they as they use it, they refill it all the way back up to the top. Right, except I believe um, the, uh, the, the the Solera uses like the same kind of whiskey. Yeah, the same type. I think. Yes. Yeah. No. This is. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm nervous. Actually, I haven't had any of it yet. Uh, basically, I'm sitting here at. Uh, uh, what all's in this thing? It's uh, got some Tennessee whiskey, Tennessee rye, Indiana whiskey, a Polish malted rye. What? What? Stay with me, boys. It's it lists a single malt scotch, a single grain scotch, and Irish whiskey. That's like the United Nations of whiskey. Yeah. And then it then it comes out at at cask strength. It's a mutt. And Polish whiskey malt. Well, Polish malt whiskey whatever polish malt something very interesting so how does it taste a pause for dramatic length Triton would not like it because there's a lot of burn not for me um <laughs> I, I believe when when um whiskey snobs get a hold of something like this they'll go it's very complex interesting they'll call it interesting there's a lot going on well, there's here. Fifty it's, different whiskeys in there. <laughs> yeah, and it's—I mean, I wouldn't say that it. it I've had worse tasting whiskeys. Um, it's—it's it's probably one of those when you have a buddy over, hey, try this, or or you have one pour of it, and then you put the cork in it, put it back in the in the box because I don't think it was one that I would do. Oh, it's not dry on the back like end. That. Yeah, I had the Palm Ridge Rye. I had the Grangestone. Here, here, try this. <laughs> Grange Stone. So, uh, well, no, this was, I mean, this was too expensive for me to just say, here, try this. If you had somebody who can appreciate a whiskey a little bit. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's different. It is It is not Rebel Yell. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, I, I dare say not. So, Tim, what do you got? Oh, I actually got some alcohol, finally. Yeah? You needed, like, a... One long month. You needed, like, a patch to wean yourself off of that. I think I do. I, do they have do they have aqua patch or just do I just soak like a maxi pad and tape it to my arm? <laughs> soak it in bourbon and tape it to my arm. What do you got there? Is a Blanton's top cotex. <laughs> I've got some uh, dead rabbit Irish whiskey. Oh man, that is so good. It is so good. Yes, yes. No, I uh, after you post that, I went out and got a bottle of that. I, you know, I must have passed it a million times because I've never seen it. They have it kind of low. Yeah, it's it's kind of hidden in our store. And I saw it I was like. 30 bucks. Yeah, it's not badly not bad. priced. It's 30 bucks, and I'll say it's... Um, bring, uh, bring a bottle down to New Orleans. Yeah, it's probably uh, the best $30 bottle of Irish whiskey you'll ever buy. I mean, better than anything else in that it's range. definitely better than Jameson. Yes, way better like than Jameson. Better than Jameson. Better than Connemara. It's smooth. It's very smooth. It goes mm-hmm. down way too easy. Yes, it does. It's uh, really good. All the great uh, Irish cereal notes with... Uh, a nice little spice to it, but nothing overly spicy. Trenton yeah. would probably love this one. So now our new uh, thing is to try to get over to the pub in the city on Water Street. Yeah, yeah. The Dead Rabbit, the uh, the world famous Irish pub down in uh, down in New York. So Trenton, what do you got? 
Uh, I have a Diet Coke because I didn't have time to stop on the way home from work to record this. For just $5 a day, you too can sponsor <laughs> Trenton and keep his this is, stock. This is where you have to plug in the Sarah McLachlan music. Yeah, I don't. Keep his stock of I've alcohol. I've just been working all day. I haven't had time to stop and do anything. I barely. You should have seen me eating. I have. Ugh. You two can keep his stock of alcohol well supplied. For such starving, thirsty, bearded, homeless men such as this, you too can make a difference in the world. And because of your help, he'll no longer have to drink Diet Coke. I mean, I'll still probably drink Diet Coke. Oh, no, he'll still drink Diet Coke, yeah. But he'll have some uh, rich and rare or some type of Canadian whiskey to go along with it. Black Velvet Reserve. <laughs> oh, that just, you know what? Long story short, law school, Black Velvet, uh, the professor brought it in. It's uh, bad news bears. Uh, but tonight I am uh, drinking one of my favorites, one of my all-time favorites, uh... A Balconis Texas single malt whiskey. It is a beautiful. That's Texas, right? Yeah, Texas. Yeah, it is a beautiful uh, Texas malt whiskey. It's the malt comes from the McAllen Distillery. Um, this is a. It's it's got all the great aromas of toffee and ripe fruits mm. and uh, mellow notes of baked pears and apples that you love from uh, Scotland. It's it's just a phenomenal whiskey, and then the it's aged in the heat of Waco, Texas summers, so it's nice and dark. Yeah, that looks it's like black. Yeah, it's 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 one of the darkest whiskeys I've ever owned or own or own. Period. I mean, this is darker than Macallan Rarecast that I have. Uh, it's it's a fantastic whiskey. You know, a little bit of cinnamon, little tiny bit of heat at the end, but all of those great Scotch flavors that that uh, that you know and love. This is really a Scot- a, a, an American whiskey that is best loved for a, or best made for a Scotch lover. Really. Yeah, it looks terrible. Looks like tar. Yeah, it, it's definitely dark. It, it's definitely dark. Uh, no doubt about it. But it's a fantastic whiskey. It looks like Kraken. <laughs> yeah, it does look like Kraken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bottle's almost shaped right if it had little uh, handles on the top. Finger holes, yeah. Finger holes, huh? <laughs> F- I'm sorry. Whoo! I'm sorry. I just, I guess I was staring at that foot-long corn dog <laughs> Magic Kingdom, and I got a little, I got a little foot-long and finger hole on the mind right now. Foot that long. that picture was very uh, phallic. Well, it's a hot dog foot long at Disneyland. Well, this one was definitely more phallic than normal. Oh, really? Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Where is it? It was posted. In, somebody posted it in the group. You got to see it. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's coming to Disney. The foot long corn dog at the Magic Kingdom. Because, is it at you know, uh, Sleepy Hollow? When six inches just isn't enough. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is it going to be at the Sleepy Hollow refreshments? I didn't have any details, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't see the details of where it is. It's just like, oh, look what's coming. Now you two can get this. And I'm like, oh, God. Last thing I want to do is walk oh, around and look God. at all these Disney it does. It even has a Corona. Yeah. Oh. It's got a frenulum yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, geez. That's where you put the mustard. <laughs> yeah, so if you are, uh, if you're looking for something that's not Instagram, well, it's probably Instagrammable, uh, but it is 12 inches for ten ninety nine. That's that's less than a, that's a pretty good value, actually. That's less than a dollar an inch. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's entertainment value right there. 
From under cheese optional. You know, all I can think of is is the running jokes of being the girl whose job is to hand dip the footer. <laughs> you want to hand dip the twelve incher? Oh yeah. So uh, I gotta I gotta give credit to the copy editors over at the the, the news source of this news really um (laughs) love this line i didn't pull out a measuring tape to confirm its length but it's easily a foot long she knows a foot well that was from the certain disney news website that we don't (laughs) yeah uh but yeah you can uh you can go over to the uh uh, sleepy hollow refreshments and get your corn dog with uh housemaid chips for 10.99 yeah, you've all That's, had the foot long at at Casey's, right? It's a, it's yes, a pretty meaty hot dog. Never set foot in Casey's. Well, well, I did once when it was raining. Well, you, yeah. Well, okay. I've eaten at Casey's with Scott and Tim and Adam. Yeah, and uh, look, the foot long hot dog is a it's a big piece of meat. It is a lot of hot dog, and you, if you coat that in cornmeal, that's going to be a lot of hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. get twelve inches of wiener and not that much baby. I mean, batter. It's it's going to be. A, <laughs> I see what you did there, Mikey. <laughs> It's going to be a mess. <laughs> Just walk up there. Can, can I can I get Ron Jeremy on a stick, please? <laughs> can I get the Dirk Diggler special? Now this is one where you you each take one end and you share this one and you you bite your way kind of to the middle, <laughs> like Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. So, anyways, on tonight's episode, we we actually do want to uh, to dive into the to the weird and the wild and the the fun stories of Disney legends. Disney is steeped in history. It is steeped in in lore that uh, that that really takes us out of reality and, and kind of transports transports us to the fantasy world uh, that di- that Disney knows and loves. But sometimes, fantasy and reality blend into each other and it's kind of interesting to see where exactly uh the where exactly the line is drawn between fantasy and reality so tonight we're going to tell two stories each uh we're each going to go uh we each have been assigned to a park and so we neither none of us actually know which stories are true which stories are false and so we're going to tell one story that is false and one story that is true and find out if you can determine the real urban legends Versus the fake urban legend. So, so at the end of this, we're going to have you uh, go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. There'll be a link up at the top of the page where you, where you can comment on the episode notes and episode uh, uh, link and tell us which one you think is true and which one you think is false, because we will recap these and find out exactly which one is true, which one is false. But in the meantime, uh, and if you're listening, don't look these up before you make guess in your head. I mean, you have to tell us. You can go back and tell us later, make a comment, make a post, and say, you know, wow, you fooled me on that one, or I knew the whole time. But uh, try, try to guess them on your own. All right, so Trenton, um, you at Animal Kingdom. Why don't you go ahead and start us off with uh, the newest park? All right, so um, I, I went with a, a death story for this one. Not to get morbid at the Animal Kingdom, but the... Uh, the story here is that the only only person ever actually killed by an animal in Animal Kingdom was a uh, a snake. It's a snake bite. 
but the uh, the snake bite didn't didn't kill the person. Somebody else next to them had a heart attack after the snake fell out of a tree. Wait, a heart attack? From so like not even a a Disney snake? Nope. It was not like a Florida snake. It was not. Uh, although the the family of the victim did did attempt to uh, extort Disney for for said incident, uh, it was not an escaped snake. It was a an indigenous Florida snake. It's a local local fauna. <laughs> so asps that that is my first story. Okay, so. Um... Recap, uh, the, the, now the heart attack, this happened like instantaneously, like right as the snake's jumping down, right? Two days later. Oh. That's a long heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them heart attacks just sneaks up on you. It's a sleeper cell. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. A red fox heart attack. A non, uh, wasn't an, an exhibit snake. It was a just a Florida snake. So, wait, how big was the snake? It was uh, just a, a like a little, little snake, a couple feet. Was it a poisonous? Negative snake. <laughs> was it poisonous? It was a non-poisonous snake. Oh, oh, well. But they still have a mild neurotoxin that causes inflammation. Yeah, so does blue fizzy drinks, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> they milk uh, these snakes. I have a feeling my inflammation was worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> That's true. It's been a couple days. No. I think you're clear. <laughs> you're good, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tim, uh, we went over to your favorite park, and you get to tell a story about Epcot. So, Epcot. and of course, all the stories you look up from Epcot, alcohol is involved. Well, duh. no. So my first story involves a naval grad who got a little too drunk and decided it would be a great idea to go backstage. And this 23-year-old Austin Devin Hill wanted to steal a cargo cart. Hmm? And in doing so, he punched the employee that tried to stop him, (laughs) punched another employee who also tried to stop him, and then hit a female cast member in the face with a PVC pipe. Well, hot damn. Going <laughs> <Yo and> commando. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, this is made up. Tim's a was, fucking comedian. It was hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, is, God, did he scream, I'm Steven Seagal, all the way through that? Because this is fucking, that's <laughs> all I can think of with all this happening. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That was if Steven Seagal. I know that, Mikey. I was just, it's just Can you imagine how, Willis. not to interrupt you, not to mention Bruce Willis, but I've learned this the other day. You know the entire movie of Die Hard could have been avoided if cell phones existed? Well, I think a lot of movies could be avoided if cell phones existed. Yeah. How, how, how would that have caused it to be avoided? Couldn't he just call and be like, there's a guy holding people hostage in this building? And but, be all well... Did, didn't they what have if some... he didn't own a cell phone? I mean, they may have existed, but it doesn't mean he has a cell phone. We're way off I track. Think they did. What, what year was Die Hard made? It was 90... Ooh, it's like 86 or 85, something like that. It's like mid-80s, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't when know. did when did Zach get his first cell phone? Oh, that's like early... That's okay. like mid-90s. Or early 90s. We had a bag phone in like 92. Yeah, we had a block phone in... Yeah. Sorry, you PKA just made me think of that. Sorry. Yeah, punching two people to get a cargo cart made me think of Bruce Willis. And hit another Back one with a PVC pipe. pipe. Yeah. <laughs> with a pipe. In the face. 
Where did he get the pipe? <laughs> it's probably on the car. It's yeah, a maintenance card. It's a maintenance card. It's a cargo card. <laughs> so where is this guy going that he stole the card? Doesn't say. Oh, well, of course not. Probably probably Disney Jail. Well, that's that's painfully <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Catch me, Kappa. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was just trying out for a, a cast member spot on the great movie ride. Well, maybe he was trying to head for the border in Mexico or somewhere. And little did you know there's a wall. Well, there is a wall there. <laughs> I, you know, that's that's a long way to go to get there from, from Florida, I think. All the way around uh, Avenue of the Stars. <laughs> Lots of violence in the first two stories. Yeah, it's really violent. I noticed looking at these stories, there's a lot of violence in Disney uh, well, lore. Well, you know, you spend six hours waiting in line to get just to get into Pandora. I, I, bl- I blame those little creepy kids in It's a Small World. <laughs> well, the, that too. It's enough to turn anybody violent. <laughs> All right, so for this next story, we're going to take it down, take the violence down a little bit of a notch. Um, Disney has played host to a plethora of celebrity figures, from Super Bowl MVPs to movie stars to Mariah Carey. There's no doubt that whenever celebrities stay at Disney World, they get the best treatment. From concierge-level service to personal meat cutters at the Yachtsman Steakhouse, celebrities do enjoy a Disney that only the few of us can really ever dream about. But no matter what, there's only one person who is treated better than anyone at the Disney resorts. I bet no Patrick Harris gets some shit. And that's POTUS, the President of the United States. Now, Disney has uh, steeped itself in presidential lore from the uh, the Hall of Presidents to uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Beginning in 1973, U.S. presidents have a very strong history of presidential lore at Walt Disney World. On November 17, 1973, President Richard Nixon delivered his most famous I am not a crook speech at the Ballroom of the Americas at Disney's Contemporary Hotel. In 1978, Jimmy Carter also stayed at the Contemporary when he attended the opening session of the 26th World Congress of the International Chamber of Commerce at Magic Kingdom. Now, in 1983 and 1985, Ronald Reagan, who was also on hand to open Disneyland in 1955, you know, the actor Ronnie God Reagan, was before he was stayed there. at the Contemporary when he came to Disney World uh, to, to uh, have some opening ceremonies for Kids of the World at Epcot. Then, in 1991... George H.W. Bush also checked into the Contemporary during his vacation to Walt Disney World. Now, most recently, Barack Obama occupied the resort, the Contemporary Resort, on his 2012 visit. But why this building? Now, many will say it's because of the steel frame structure and it's very secure, but they're actually wrong. The the poly was actually built the same way, same using the same materials, and could probably have the same effect. But the Contemporary is home to one of only two resorts on, or two suites on Walt Disney World property not available to the public. The other being the Cinderella suite at uh, the castle. Now, when the president or vice president visits Walt Disney World, they are lodged in the 4,327 square foot American suite on the 13th and 14th floors of the Contemporary Resort. This suite boasts four bedrooms, a formal 16-person dining room, a staff kitchen, a guest kitchen, four and a half bathrooms, and including a master bath that has a spa tub with a floor-to-ceiling window that overlooks the Magic Kingdom. Wow, hmm. The resort also has a theater with a 240-inch projection screen TV, which uh, which Disney will bring in both films that are 
out of theater run and in in theater run so that the president and his family or president and his children or grandchildren, whatever, do not have to actually leave the resort to enjoy themselves. Now, further, the suite boasts a fully working office with secured communication lines just in case the president needs to turn his vacation into a working holiday. But most importantly, due to the needs of security and covert transport, the suite actually has its own elevator system that transports POTUS from his room to an underground utilidor that takes him and his guests directly to a secure transport point. Now, from here underground underneath the, uh, the Contemporary Resort, he can then travel via, via utilidor to the Magic Kingdom or be transported via armored car to any of the other three parks. Now, obviously, the perks of the job are good, but this is the creme de, creme de la creme. Unlimited fast passes. Well, well yes. <laughs> yes, they get unlimited. <laughs> you think he's got... Sorry, Mr. President, you got to wait in line with everybody else. Well, no, actually, the, uh, the vice president didn't get to have his... Uh, fast passes. He had to wait in line at Seven Dwarfs because he was probably too busy eating fucking ice cream to even know what line he was. And <laughs> nobody recognized him. <laughs> now, thanks to access to the the uh, Magic Kingdom's utilidors, the uh, the president actually has full use of the Cinderella Dream Suite and currently is the last person to stay there and the only person with on-demand use. Uh, you know, other celebrities like. Uh, Christina Aguilera wanted to stay there, and they're like, "Oh, let me stay there." And Disney was like, mm, "Yeah, no, sorry." All of a sudden, it. I feel like way underprepared for tonight's episode. <laughs> My first well, story was Scott. about somebody getting bit by a snake. <laughs> no, I mean, like he just read us a pamphlet. Well, I, I really, I, I got into this because it's kind of cool. I it mean, pretty cool. it's. I it's hope a, you threw a few pennies at Wikipedia for that. <laughs> well, you know. No, I haven't. They always need funding, like PBS. Yeah, but it's always <laughs> still there, so I don't feel like I have to. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so, uh, Mikey, uh, your turn. You had Hollywood Studios? Uh, yeah, I had uh, Cinemagic. Yep. Uh, j- you know what? Just, <laughs> just embrace it. The change is coming. Uh, yep. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Um, Disney as we all know, is a, is a special place, and it's a place to celebrate. So whether someone's having a wedding or an anniversary or a sports victory, you know, when you're in the parks, you get a little bit of on an emotional high when you're visiting to celebrate something. And you couple that with the fact that you may have a little bit of liquid courage at your disposal in certain parks, obviously. Um, Unless you're the mafia. You know. Mm. Yes. Well, I was going to say, or you can, you know, s- smuggle it in. Uh, on your person, um, things can happen. Uh, for instance, what better way to uh, commemorate your softball team's victory at the College World Series than a group photograph? But a regular picture has been overdone, and it's kind of boring, so why not raise the bar and crowd your whole team into one of the elevator cars on Tower of Terror to get that really cool, some of them are having fun, some of them are terrified photograph at the top right before you make the drop. Kind of like a Harlem Shake video. (laughs) Wow, that's a deep (laughs) cut. Well, you know, I like those. (laughs) No, I was thinking more like a candid photograph. of, of, But, okay. Um, Well, 
that's not what what the Arizona Wildcats softball team uh, decided to do back in 2011 when they won the championship. Uh, They decided to show their assets right as the uh, camera went off. And uh, they they proceeded, they they flashed, all of them flashed the camera. And they honestly thought they were going to get away with it because when they raised their shirt, they pulled their shirts up over their faces. But that's not how that works. (laughs) Hmm. No, no, it's not. Uh, but but no, they, they they didn't they didn't get away with. It. And, and with, I mean, I don't want to say the funniest part, but one of the most interesting parts is uh, all but one of them was wearing a brazier. Oh well, you know. So you got you got the girl with the the hand bra happening. But I assume, girl, the shirt's over the, the head. But uh. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, plot twist, the coach was a guy, so he didn't have a bra on. <laughs> Yeah. But he did uh, have bad boots. So, yeah, that, that's kind of uh, in, 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 a, uh, in the similar vein of um, Flash Mountain, which was kind of a thing. It kind of still while, is a thing. So. Still is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. it is. I think, you know, now technology's moved along so quickly, though, that those photographs get... Uh, looked over before they, they they make it somewhere, yeah. but you know, leaks leaks happen. <laughs> yeah, you really can't get away with that too much anymore. I mean, they they, they review those really quick, uh, so that there's like a black line. And it's bar. quick because we did the uh, shocker the last time we rode Aerosmith, and they got off the ride and photos are already blurred. So yeah, yeah, they do it quick. See, ours was good on the screen, but when it went into my Disney experience, it was blacked out. They got that Google technology. Yeah, it's like in some sort of algorithm to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, check for titties or something like that. <laughs> well, Bre- breast recognition? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nipple recognition is what it is. Was it uh, dinner plates? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Booty and the Beast, they don't get loose. B- Booty and the Beast? All right, so, um, all right, Mikey, um, interesting story. I think you're a little jealous. Why, why would you say that? Well, you know, you didn't get away with it. No, it, it didn't because it was, been, it was 2014 when I went. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, I didn't get blacked out. Oh, that's a bummer. All right, uh, all right, so Trenton. Uh, give us, uh, you know, it's your turn. Let's give us your next story from Animal right. Kingdom. Now, this one has more details, and uh, I thought this one was more interesting, so I saved it for, for last. Um, going to die. So I don't know if you guys know, <laughs> but uh, in Animal... Oh, someone died? No, actually, no one died in this one. I'm glad I saved this one for a second. Uh, although, a, a, a bunch of people have died in uh, Animal Kingdom, more than you'd think. Um... So this one was really cool because Everest is one of our favorite rides. I think it's one of everyone's favorite rides. It's a good good roller coaster. Um, but I didn't realize that Joe Rohde had a different idea for it initially before it was the Yeti. Um, he had gone to uh, Indonesia, Cambodia, India, that area of the world, and he, you know, they had Komodo dragons, um, which is why they've settled just for Komodo dragons in the park now instead of what his initial idea was. So, apparently there's a... a, like a a lore that there's a a large fire Komodo dragon. Large dragon. It's from before they knew what... They were just regular little Komodo dragons. So that's where the idea that dragons came from in that area of the world uh, called the Naga Api. 
which means, uh, you know, it roughly translates from dragon of fire, fire dragon in Indonesian. Um, but it's kind of loosely based on a Khmer dragon as well, which is a, you know, a, a mythical fire dragon. So the initial idea for Mount Everest was that it was going to be a, uh, like a, not a shrine, but they described it as a, like a fire mountain where when you go back through it, when you go through the mountain, it's, it's lava and fire and, and all that. Um, and, and I guess Rody got shot down on that because the, the Yeti was a much more prominent and well-known mythical being throughout the world. So they thought that would be a little bit more fitting for that area of the world that they were making the rest of Asia as well. But I think it would have been cool. Uh, what do you mean mythical being? The Yeti, the Yeti's real. Yes, they have a Scott. footprint. <laughs> they have a footprint. Josh Gates, who's one of the the uh, greatest explorers of our time. Hey, the truth. Um, hey, the, the only the only myth about the Yeti is that they move. <laughs> so, the, true. So, so this is one I would definitely look up. I think it's really cool if it was a, it was a, you know, it it, it wouldn't have been the same color. It was a it was a black, you know, volcanic mountain with um with lava and heat and everything. But I guess they went with the. Which I think is the more boring idea now with, with just the Yeti, but... I mean, That fucking I, fire dragon, the Khmer dragon. Yeah, and it has, um... I wish they you know, would do this the, one. He uh, liked the myth that, you know, it's a multi-headed dragon as well, so you would see it in the in the mountain. Um, you know, the uh, an odd amount of heads makes it a boy dragon. If it had an even amount of heads, it's a girl dragon. Oh. Yeah, you know, uh, Sure. I don't know why he was obsessed with that. Um, Joe Rody likes things weird to people. Yeah. No, that's really the the lore of the dragon that, you know, if you look up the Khmer dragon, but... Look, I like this idea. I kind of wish they would have done this instead of Expedition Everest. I I think this would be a really cool idea. I wonder why they did. Yeah. I wonder why they switched it. I don't know if they just thought it was too violent. I don't know. It doesn't really give you a reason why they switched. It just said that they had to that Rody had to settle for the Komodo dragon exhibit over over his whole fire dragon mountain. Or not Naga Api. Or Naga I don't know how to pronounce the second word. It's API. I don't know. That that sounds like Api. Alright, so uh so Tim, why don't you so. spin another yarn about the good old Epcot and what happens over at Epcot? More drinking. Yay. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker, yeah, right? So, who would have thunk it, right? Epcot and, you know, who knew you get booze there? So, on August 15th, 1998, 35-year-old Bill Whitaker from Bargersville, Indiana, had, obviously, a little too much to drink. He's a Hoosier. And proceeded to strip off his shirt and shorts and dive off the friendship boat landing at the Germany Pavilion after one of his friends dared him to swim across World Showcase Lagoon. He made it roughly 20 feet before security picked him up and arrested him. He was heavily intoxicated. Oh, the thought of, like, diving into this muck. Can you imagine just, like, your feet when you get close to the edges, like, what, your muck and shit? And all the nasty grass rubbing all over your legs? Oh, my God. That makes me a gag right now. Oh, God. And all the shrapnel and debris (laughs) from the fireworks. fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. They don't need to dye that water. Yeah, they don't have to dye that water. It just naturally from the sulfur and ash. When he dries off, he doesn't need to be standing near an open flame. (laughs) No. Oh, God. Like an Indiana Jones? the incendiary Whitaker. <laughs> this just makes me, like, 
cringe at the thought of like getting into that water and getting into the muck because they're not it's not deep there it's it's a pretty shallow uh shallow area of the of the lake it's like five shallow bottom boat so it's not that not that deep yeah, I mean it's maybe like five, six feet deep. It's it's really your hand, not your hand. Your hands just going into the muck at the Ooh. bottom, uh, <laughs> like a, like a <laughs> fucking stick. Just, from your waist up, your feet are. <laughs> 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 you hit one of those Epcot ducks. <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah. Oh God. Well, look. Hey, alcohol makes you do some funny things. Well, alcohol makes. <laughs> yeah. <yep>. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. You know what sucks about all this stuff is that either of Tim's stories, be it one's real, one's fake. They're getting kicked out. They're never coming <laughs> oh, back. Oh, yeah. Well, look, there's a good 90% chance that it, when you go to Epcot... You get banned. Yeah. You <laughs> you're get banned. banned. You're lifetime banned. <laughs> I've been pretty drunk at Epcot. I never wanted to go in that water, though. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. I mean, if I'm going yeah. into any of the lakes, uh, I'm going to that one by the, the Seas Pavilion, by Nemo. Like the little kid no, did that one that. No, no, no. Figment. No. That boy swam through Figment. Yeah, no, the, the, the like, crystal clear one. Oh, yeah, that or the one over by the, the, the yeah. festival center. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last few times we were there, that one had a bunch of algae and shit in it. Yeah. Well, no. When we, you weren't. Oh, you weren't with us when we walked by. You guys had already left when me and um, Brant and Sydney had gone to the festival center again. There's huge chlorine tablets in it, like this big. There's like a hundred of them in there. Oh well, we went back with Dave Koch. They were. They were. In there. Oh, is that? Oh, did I see it with you? Yeah. I don't remember. I thought it was Brant and Sydney we went on that last day. A lot of alcohol involved in November. Fuzzy. Yeah, I just, I just want to say, uh, Bill Whitaker from from Indiana, if, if you're out there and you're listening, hit me up with your information. <laughs> I get you an Epcot swim team shirt. <laughs> well, it's it's on the house. Better colors on the house. <laughs> yeah, magical meltdown exclusive. It's a it's a better color blue than the lake you're diving into. It's dark. It's dark. You can get <laughs> it that color. <laughs> you, you buy your yeah, fire you mountain. Can. You can get an ashy gray. Can I get that in graphite? <laughs> You got that in Cordite? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, speaking of things to buy at Disney World, um, back in uh, back in the early '90s, Disney Springs has transformed from the original Walt Disney World Village to you know where they would sell pottery and sell trinkets and fine menswear to the adult-laden pleasure island that we knew and loved back in the '90s. Now. Imagine one day you're walking down Disney's Pleasure Island and you see a 30-foot-tall neon starlet. This red-haired bombshell, who's not bad, but she's just drawn that way. And drawing you into this into this store is the likeness of Jessica Rabbit. And Jessica that, Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, Jessica Rabbit. Now, once famous starlet who graced the screen of Who Framed Who Frame Roger Rabbit uh, and now calls to you. To, to do your uh, to to enter her store, um, the year was 1990, and to celebrate the release of the movie, Disney executives decided that the gingered singer should get her own shop. Now, uh, uh, because Disney thought, you know, if they're going to transform Walt Disney World Village into Pleasure Island for adults, uh, it needed to get a little bit risque. Hmm. So, on December 15, 1990, Jessica's of Hollywood. Uh, yes, that's the name of the the, the shop. Jessica's of, Holly, Jessica's of Hollywood opened for business. And there, fashionable young women could shop for perfume, jewelry, water bottles, all featuring the beautiful visage of Jessica Rabbit. But what Disney really wanted to do is they really wanted to push the limits and... Um, 
And they came up with Jessica fashions, which included uh, this, you know, the jewelry, like I said, some dresses, slippers, nightgowns, <laughs> teddies, broad underwear sets, and full on Jessica Rabbit lingerie. Bring this shit back. Let's go. <laughs> He just wants his Bo Peeps burlesque show, Trenton. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? Bo Peeps burlesque is is happening. It's a thing. This was done before. Why not do it again? Now he's trying to he's trying to write the shit in. <laughs> yeah, but no, this was a place where you could get uh, full on uh, women's lingerie, bras, and underwear, and everything at uh, at Disney. Now, ultimately, uh, Jessica's Jessica's of Hollywood closed in 1992. Uh, only marking it about a year and a half that they were open, uh, marking one of the shortest openings that the store ever had in Disney history. But uh, left to our imagination is the the wonderful nights that were inspired by Jessica Rabbit at the Disney resorts after a night of drinking and dancing at Pleasure Island. All right, Mikey. So uh, your your second story for for Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, what do you got? Uh, okay, so. Uh... Well, I'm still waiting for my Bo Peeps burlesque shirt. That, that That's just so fucking on the nose, though. That's just like... Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, make it happen, Mikey. Make it yeah. happen. You know what? With with Toy Story 4 coming out, I guess it's uh, got a better chance. Well, yeah. It's got, it's got a good chance now, you know. Okay. I'll talk to my guy. So, Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's got a lot going on there now more so than you know in the last three or four years i guess there's uh, off and on it's had a lot of open and closed kind of theaters and um you know several years ago they had a theater that had a show in it uh called sounds dangerous and it was hosted by old uh, drew carey and it was uh it wasn't so much a ride as it was an auto an an oral experience oral experience a u AU all rule. It's an audio uh, presentation, you know, designed to really, you know, impact your your sense of your sense of sound. And uh, at one point uh, in the ride, they cut the lights out completely, so the only sense the only senses you have are your senses of, uh, I guess, you know, you got you got what touch, um, smell or taste, and uh, and and hearing. And uh, you get you get assaulted on that with uh, the sounds of like you know knives flying past your head, and at one point uh, I think an elephant you know shoots water at you and you get you, you get wet from that. Um, or if you're a little uh, ambitious, you might get wet from something else, oh. like maybe um, you know you're there with your significant other and 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 they find their hands go down your trousers. <laughs> Uh, you know, if it, 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 it's pitch black and it happens on, on I guess, on, on lots of rides. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is when the lights come on, they come on very quickly, like bam. And a lot of people got caught. Nobody ever uh, got away with it except for one fella who had the ride down to an art form and was able to uh, cut the the oh man I don't know how to be tactful <laughs> about this time it perfectly have you have you listened to our show we're not tactful at all yeah I, I know I know he was he was able to get the get, get the digits out 
uh, right before the uh, the lights came on, and um, the cast member manning the control booth got to see it all in glorious night vision. Uh, and was I mean, actually, you know, would have been probably impressed with the fact that uh, as soon as the lights went out again, dude was <laughs> right back at it, picking up right where he left off. You know, that's a reminds me of a of a. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy joke about seems of shame to waste a semi-private room. <laughs> I know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, there's uh, there's a, there's a, there's a guy that went in on the two for finger banging on sounds dangerous at Hollywood Studios. That's that's my story, and I'm 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 sticking <laughs> sticking to it like two digits. Oh. Uh. That's a, yeah. So be careful when you sit down when you go I to don't those know. theaters. That story kids. seems a little fishy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they would have stopped. I feel like they would have stopped. Oh. 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 I, and then at that moment, I, I don't know. Trenton realized that Scott wasn't being serious. <laughs> oh. I, th- I think. I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd have a hard time <laughs> <laughs> stopping. Somebody, just because I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't want someone. You know, well, there, there's a lot off. of stories like that. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is one of those rides. Uh, let me tell you something. It may be dark. Oh, yeah. It ain't dark for the controllers. Yeah, the the people mover, they're yeah. watching you. You ever seen those little red lights in rides? Those yeah, are cameras. those are cameras. So infrared and night vision cameras. You're and let me tell you watched. something. And you ain't smooth enough. You ain't the first, and you won't <laughs> no, be you the won't. last. No, you won't. It's like dead story. I don't know how true it is. We'll do another uh, lore of Magic Kingdom here. That there's a couple caught on the back of pirates, and the girl was going to spit mm-hmm. in the water. And if they she does that, they have to drain the whole ride and clean everything. So a panicked ride operator screamed over the intercom. Uh, quitters don't spit; they swallow. Or yeah, something, spitter, something spitters are quitters, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just so she didn't <laughs> contaminate the water. And I'd love to. I'd love to find out if that is <laughs> actually true. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a very yeah, that's very big very urban big legend. urban legend. Um, as we've all told our stories, it is now up to us to go around the table. And determine which ones are true and which ones are false. And we are, and the four of us are actually not going to say here. So you need to then go to the comment section of the link posted at the top of the Three Sheets of the Mouse uh, Facebook page and comment which ones are the fake ones. Or oh, I thought the whole point was. Well, we'll say it, we'll say next week on episode one hundred and seven. Yeah, <laughs> that gives you guys time to look up which ones. We're are exponentially right. jumping episodes <laughs> yeah. now. We'll probably discuss it when we stop recording, except for Scott, who will probably keep recording. Because he can't find the red dot. He thought it was a camera. Who knew? Who knew? I'm not good at pushing buttons. All right. So, uh, Trenton. Yep. Which ones? Go ahead. Go around and guess which stories were fake. I almost want to say... Your presidential one is not true because I don't feel like there's 14 fours in the contemporary. Well, the California girls on the 15th. But, but yeah. Okay, well then you've confirmed. Uh, I don't know. Even with Pleasure Island, I don't know if I can see them selling scant lingerie. I don't know. 
that one's... I feel like all your backstory and presidents and shit, I feel like the contemporary one's probably the, the most likely to be true, because Disney does does like the, the old POTUS there. Alright, so then Mikey's um, stories. I don't think that they are going to stop that ride if someone's knuckle deep. <laughs> I, I can't see Do them the allowing show. that to continue. I mean, unless they just totally miss it. I'm just going to go with that one because I feel like there's there's no way that someone's getting stinky pinky and, and not, not getting stopped. And then I don't think that anyone got hit with a PVC pipe. <laughs> well. In the face. But I don't know. I guess that's the one I'm going to go with. Because why was there a random PVC pipe just hanging out to, to, to whack some bitch in the face with? I don't know. <laughs> why the hell else? Isn't that, isn't that what random pieces of PVC are for? I mean, Maybe I've played Double Dragon. If you yeah. see pipe on the ground, you're going to have to pick it up. <laughs> that's right. Until you get a better one, that's a weapon. That's how we check the tire pressure on our big rigs. You think he was so drunk he swung it at her and said, lay in pipe and hit her right in the face with it? <laughs> I hope so. I should have said chill out when I put the guy in the freezer. Oh, you missed a glorious opportunity. You said cool off. No, shame. All right, Tim, what about you? Go through the stories and pick your true ones. All right. So Trenton Snake's story is true. Your Jessica Rabbit story is true. And Mikey's first story is true. All right. Let's see. Uh, As much as I want Trenton's other story to be true, the Komodo Dragon one, because that'd be a much better ride. Uh, The snake story is true. I I think I recall seeing a news story about that. Uh, they sued for like $15,000. I want to say Tim Swimmer story is the true one. Because... I don't know. No, I'm going to say the, I'm gonna say the, the cargo cart is... Um, Mikey... That's a tough one. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the, 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 uh, the first story is true. I, I think the other ones did, probably happened most likely happened but probably never confirmed I think most likely they got away yeah. with it or or just that smile from the uh, cast member that mans the exit the old uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way <laughs> yep. out the door <laughs> give me knuckles no no don't give me knuckles never mind never mind <laughs> hey bathroom's over there wash your hands it's anyway <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's a fucking Disney <laughs> <Yeah>. cruise. He <laughs> <laughs> wipes it every door. All right. Mikey, go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, one of those guys. I'm going to go with uh, with everybody, and I want to say that the snake mm-hmm. story was true. Uh, and with, with, with Tim's, I also want to say that I, I think I remember hearing something about a crazy guy uh, go. I don't know that he fucking assaulted that many people (laughs) he's violent like that's that's the part that's the part that makes me hard to believe that is that three people get get punched out (laughs) well two two got punched one got hit with a pvc pipe yeah well but and he was he was mobile like he was from a vehicle when he did this shit like fucking i know but it also seems so true tims are tough tims are tough uh 
Yeah. I've, I want it to be true, so I'm going to make it so I'm going to visualize it. And I'm going to say, laying pipe actually happened. Make it happen, Mikey. Make it happen. And uh, and and I, I recall doing some research for an episode at one point that involved Pleasure Island. So I know Scott's Jessica Rabbit thing is true. All right. So if you want to take your take your stab at uh, guessing which ones are true or false, head over to facebook.com slash group slash three sheets and uh, and put it in the comment section of the uh, the posted link at the top of the page, uh, which is where we post our episode every week and you'll find it there. So comment in that section below to find out which ones are true and uh, check back next week on episode 107. <laughs> Put your sticky finger on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think you mean stinky. Oh, well, I think they go hand in hand. Scott, can I give you one one quick thing of trivia that I learned while I was doing research on this? Real quick, real real short. Um, Here's one for you. More people have died on Toy Story Midway Mania than Hollywood character. People... Yes. Well, that's false because nobody technically dies in Disney World. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah, no. This yeah. lady was well, except for the guy that jumped off the contemporary. Pronounced dead when they pulled her off the cart. But yeah, no one has ever died on Tower of Terror. That's two people have died on Triceratops Spin. That thing's a death trap. Well, that took a guy's head off. Uh, yeah, no, there has only been one incident on Tower of Terror. Ever. And it wasn't necessarily linked to the attraction. Just Did people get stuck in the ele- elevator for like an hour and miss their dinner reservation? No, some <laughs> 16-year-old girl ended up in the hospital for six months having heart attacks and blood on the brain. Ew. Yeah, I'm not writing that shit anymore. <laughs> oh, no, Disney and OSHA said, hey, you know what, it was working appropriately. She had a headache before. They, they tell you if you got headaches, don't go on the ride. Well, when you yep. got money. No, it, it was it was dismissed completely. So uh, as we uh, as we finish up the episode, uh, go over to our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. And check out the link at the top of the page where you can decide which stories were true or false. Um, Mikey, lots of fun stuff happening over at Magical Meltdown. Hey, Scott. Uh, you know, um, kind of a silent thing happened. Uh, Trader Shan... His, his merchandise popped up uh, mm-hmm. a while back. And, uh, you know, if you like if you like drinking bourbons, there's a really great shirt that uh, you'd look great wearing as you join a secret society of uh, bur- bourbon enthusiasts and addicts. Uh, that's actually a pretty cool-looking shirt. Um, I, I shouldn't necessarily say that because I'm the one that designed it. No, it's, it's a very, cool very cool-looking shirt. And I want to publicly say... Thank you to my Bermudian artisan, I believe his name is pronounced Samaj yep. Namdug, uh, for, for all of his works. Um, he and I have come to an agreement. We are no longer doing the Chillin' Like a Villain stemless wine glasses. We're just moving those over to a stainless, insulated stemless version. Uh, that way they won't break, they won't crack. Um, well, it's better it's, for everyone. I mean, look, they're they're better for everyone. The stainless wine uh, wine coolers are better. Um, they actually, you actually don't actually touch the vessel that's holding your your wine, so it doesn't warm up or cool down. Well, unless you get it from my there wine fridge, which is that's not true. working at the moment. 
for a few more days. My new one comes tomorrow. For I can't a few wait. more days. That comes tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, go ho- go over to uh, www.themagicalmeltdown.net. Check out the new stuff: the BSEA Adventurer's Glass, the Epcot 1982 coaster set, um, the Trader Shans wear over at uh, our T Public page. Get what you need. They're awesome. Um, I also want to remind you guys to head over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, check out uh, check out the show there. Let us know how we're doing because that's the only way for us to get better. It really is. If you want to tell us how we're doing, we'll read it. If you uh, say that we're missing episodes, it's probably true. And, uh, and it gets the recognition that we deserve. I mean, if you rate us, we get bumped up in the iTunes that's search right. bar. Although I, I don't know if I can get any better. This is probably my peak. I, no, no, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> You've done well tonight. Well, that's why that's why your contract's not renewed. <laughs> You've done well tonight. Go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. We've had a lot of people tagging us on Instagram this week. Uh, we're, we're on, on Spotify. Spotify now, too. There's a lot of ways you can listen. iTunes. No excuse. Yeah. No, no excuses. Excuse. YouTube. iTunes. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Stitcher. Google Play, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. Did we name them all a couple times? There's something else Podbean. that aggregates iTunes listings. Podbean. But yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's the host, so we kind of throw them <laughs> in there. We have a couple new reviews if you want to read them, Scott. Go for it. Um, all right, the first new review that we have is uh, by Plain Crazy mm-hmm. for Disney. Um, they say... If you think Disney is a place where alcohol, foul language, and inappropriate humor shouldn't appear, this podcast this is this isn't the podcast for you. However, if you love to drink around the world, showcase, reimagine your favorite and least favorite rides, and cast the live action bastardizations of Disney classics before Disney gets the chance, this is the show for you. Listen, find the Facebook group, and join our Ohana. And then we have uh, WF Pagano. Uh, if you love Disney drinking and little shenanigans, then this podcast is for you. With five unique personalities on the show, there is plenty of banter that keep the listener engaged at all times. They share many great tips about drinking and eating in the parks, and the information never gets stale. This is not like any other podcast out there. So as Scott says, when they open every podcast, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy the adult side of Disney. You won't. That's true. You won't regret it. And you won't regret giving us a review, because then I'll read it. No, you won't. Yeah, look at that. You got your name right on air. Uh, Plain Crazy, thank you. Uh, Plain Crazy follows us on Instagram, and she went down for a day in Disney. And she must do something with aviation, because she posted her flight plan, which was really cool really cool and it had all the call signs to all the checkpoints that, that the plane went from her her origination airport to her destination and uh, I guess because you're going to Orlando the the airlines use uh, code words like J-Z-M-I-N and J-A-F-A-R it's pretty cool I had no idea the uh, cause, you know I'm, I, I like flying and I like aviation I've just never looked into the other uh, the dark side of it the AT, the air traffic controller side of it. It's pretty cool, um, but that's you know that's one of the people that that shouted us out on Instagram. So if you're in the parks, go over to your Instagram, show your photos of you drinking your purple drinks next to the purple wall, the pink drinks next to the pink wall, and your dick drinks next to the dick wall. Well, what's a dick drink? <laughs> I don't know, but you, no, you can get a 12-inch corn dog at Magic Kingdom the, the, and then yeah. and then take it to, to Epcot. I want someone to do that. I want someone to go to Magic Kingdom, get the fucking foot yes. long, 
and then lug Don't that thing that, all the way over to Morocco. Okay. I, I want that photo, and I, I want someone okay. to just really be enjoying the end of that corn dog or all the way down to the hilt i mean i don't know if you're jenna jameson or not but give her hell linda lovelace challenge accepted for three sheets nation go over to your instagram take go over to the magic kingdom get your get your foot long corn dog (laughs) sword swallowing hop on the monorail run over to epcot go through security get over to morocco and take your uh take your dick pic next to the dick wall uh, eating your, uh, <laughs> the dick, eating on, a your stick. dick <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> that would be. We're never no, getting we're sponsored. That would be a feat of uh, to rival. We don't want to be <laughs> that anyway. Would, that would be a. F- no, we don't. Well, I mean, I'd take tickets. <laughs> a feat of strength, Scott, or a foot of strength? <laughs> a foot of strength. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what? And then just hashtag it three sheets gag reflex. That's what I want. Well, there you go. All right. So, uh, like like we said, lots of ways to interact with us. Hashtag it John Holmes. <laughs> and hashtag that photograph of your softball team on Tower of Terror, Three Sheets Nation for me, would you? Uh, lots of ways. As long as it's collegiate and you're over 18. Uh, there's lots of ways to interact with us, but the best way is to head over to our Facebook group, like we said earlier, facebook.com slash group slash Three Sheets, and that's where you can become part of Three Sheets Nation. It really does take over your newsfeed. You might as well just go ahead and rename your Facebook app to Three Sheets Ohana. So, as we finish up episode 101, uh, Mikey, give me some closure remarks tonight. This episode was a long time coming, and it wasn't even the episode that was a long time coming. It was like having your partner swapped out at the very end. But we put our uh, keys in the right. This is a fun episode. I, I, I like getting a chance to uh, listen to you guys be creative and, 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 and stump us and stuff like that. And you know what? There's some really interesting stuff that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes. The oh, parts. God, there is. There was uh, a deep, dark rabbit hole of just... Oh. Things you don't want to yeah, know, and, and you know, I couldn't look at any more people getting killed at fucking Animal Kingdom. God damn it! So yeah, just you know, uh, hold hold your loved ones close when you're in the parks. Uh, apparently, um, watch out for them drop snakes; they'll get you. Asps, very dangerous. Is that is that an Indiana Jones? Joke? Yes, yes, snakes. Oh, Why is it always okay. gonna be snakes. snakes? Oh, all right, Tim, give me some closing remarks tonight. You know what? This episode has scarred me for life <laughs> <laughs> because researching this shit, I went down a huge Reddit rabbit hole that I cannot get out of. <laughs> land pipe, oh, land Mike. pipe, and that's that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Because I mean, there were the stories of missing kids coming off of the living with the land and. Masonic temples underneath <laughs> the American Pavilion. I'm like, this is not happening. What's going on? What is going on at Disney? I have no idea. I did hear there was an epidemic with grown men throwing up and living with the hands <laughs> in, in popcorn buckets. Yeah, it's a it, look. That's a really intense tour. It's, it's a problem. And for five cents a day, you can sponsor <laughs> that grown man so he doesn't. Puke in popcorn. You know what it was? It was that goddamn hydroponic cucumber that fucked me up. Yeah, that's it. It'll get you every time. It's like that's gotta be well, it's it. Vegetables. My body's not used to that. Like, <laughs> but if you if you if you want to learn some really weird shit about Disney, just look up weird shit at Disney. There's tons of stuff out there, and you'll be scarred yeah. for life too. But don't look it up until after you vote. I need a hot shower after this. Trent, give me some close <laughs> remarks tonight. This was a really fun episode, even though I didn't have very long to uh, to make it happen. That's what she said. Um, I had a lot of fun. 
with this one. This one was fun. I wish we'd have had more time. Well, there's always a three. there's always episode uh, 192 in three weeks. Yeah, I mean we just we we'll just make this a new in segment, three weeks. Though, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've, I've still got two more lies and another truth <laughs> that, <laughs> ready to go for Hollywood Studios Mike, right now. I can and go. They're again. all good, Mikey. If you tell a, a, a story about the uh, University of Florida volleyball team on Star Tours, I'm not believing it this time. <laughs> 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 the frozen, the frozen sing along. When those bubbles come out, they thought they were at a club. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I do have a Star Wars story. I was there. I started it. A bubble party. Yeah. <laughs> We've had fun with this episode, uh, Trent. Good stories. Uh, save the other one for another episode. Bring that. Bring that. Yeah. Bring that talent next time because I want to ride that. I, fu- I want to ride that. That took me. That took maybe Joe, twenty minutes. Fix the Yeti with a Komodo dragon. Burn it down. It's an overrated attraction anyway. Naga, Naga, Naga IP. This goes yeah. over. Well, I do too, but it's because I've been drinking water. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to thank everyone for, for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. So I will say a uh, lot of fun with the uh, pictures from Michigan Three Sheets to the Mitten Sheet Up. That was uh, that looked like a fuzzy mm-hmm. old time up there. All the pictures are blurry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so random. <laughs> Uh, Brian Adams Jr. was involved. Well, they're using so. the same camera that they take pictures of Bigfoot <laughs> up there with. That's why the camera is just blurry. It's not them. Uh, but there's also plenty of other sheet ups. If you are interested in in meeting up with us, we are not axe murderers. I promise you that. Um, Some of us are. We're looking at you, Casey Foley. Yeah. Suzanne Fry. <laughs> Some of us just want to lay pipe. <laughs> Mikey, there's your next shirt. Lay in pipe. Uh, to the face. Uh, coming up in February, the NOLA sheet up. Uh, if you are interested in that, get on it quick because uh, that's real, sh- real soon. Uh, we have the Star Wars half marathon, um, quarter marathon, whatever they do, run Star Wars running thing in April. April half, ha- half, half marathon. marathon. April five to April six. The race, the only race that sold out is the ten k. So if you want to join uh, some sheeters in April at the Star <coughs> Wars uh, running things, since you're all guys are all running things um and that's april 5 and 6 of 2019 if you are interested in the big summer blowout and you better be that's september 18th to september 22nd uh those details are coming soon the the finalization of all those plans will be made soon so stay tuned uh and make sure you you uh comment on the pinned page the pinned post at the top of the page to get notifications on that yeah, at this point, NOLA, NOLA is locked down. Uh, reservations were made for NOLA. Reservations were made for April, too, so everything's locked down. But, hey, come down yeah, and join us. For come down. Time. Hit us up in the parks, and uh, we'll see you there. Um, in 2020, Sheeters are dopey. You guys are doing some weird shit there. I don't know. Running and, and then cruising. And then running while yeah, cruising, I you're believe. You're all insane. Yes. That's January 8th, 2020 to January 12th, 2020, and then January 13th starts the, uh, cru- the cruise over to Castaway Key. Uh, they're in the uh, Bahamas. It's a four-night Bahamian cruise from Port Canaveral. Uh, so check out what you want to do there. Yeah, Mikey's Bermudan is trying to kill me. And then uh, after twenty, after that uh, sheet up, there's um, probably something more to come. So uh, join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets and become part of the Three Sheets Ohana. So uh, this is my time to say... From all of us here at Three Sheets Mouse, thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. Hey, welcome, hey, welcome, hey, welcome, hey, welcome.
You know that podcast that couldn't get the triple fucking digits? <laughs> we could just be stuck at 99. It was a good run, guys. All right. It was nice. It was fun while it lasted. So this past week during this uh, during the Super Bowl, I uh, I decided to take it upon myself to recreate the cheeseburger steam pods from Disney's Pandora. Um, now a lot of people asked me for the recipe, so I wanted to come on at the end of the show and share with you how to make these. So at this time, I want you to grab your pencil and paper because this is going to be old school. You're going to have to learn it by uh, by hearing me talk about it and and uh, taking down some notes. So. Essentially, this is a bao dough with a cheeseburger filling. And in order to make the bao dough, uh, what you need is two-thirds of a cup of warm water, two teaspoons or about one small packet of instant yeast that you can find at your local grocery store, two tablespoons of sugar, one tablespoon of canola oil, one and a quarter cups of bread flour, um, and maybe just a little bit more just if you need it to, uh, to thicken up the dough, a teaspoon of kosher salt, and one quarter teaspoon of baking soda. Now, in a small bowl, what you're gonna do is you're gonna whisk together the water, yeast, and sugar until the yeast is all dissolved and it's kind of a frothy, uh, foamy, liquidy mix. Okay, you're gonna let that bloom, set aside for about four to six minutes, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna stir in the tablespoon of canola oil. Now, meanwhile, what you need to do is you need to sift the, bl- the bread flour, the salt, and the baking soda together in another bowl, and then add that yeast mixture to the dry ingredients and stir using a rubber spatula until it gets to kind of a sticky consistency. Now, when it, it's too sticky, add a little more flour, about a tablespoon at a time, until it's less sticky and more manageable to work with, and it's not sticking to your rubber spatula. Uh, now, what you're going to do is you're going to turn the dough into a lightly floured work surface, um, <clears throat> what you're going to do next is you're going to turn the dough onto a lightly floured work surface. I recommend a piece of wax paper with flour on it and you're going to knead it until smooth. You're going to just gently knead it and make it kind of smooth. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put that back into a bowl, cover it with a damp kitchen towel, paper towels, whatever, and let the dough rest until it's doubled in size, about two hours. And then here's the fun part. You're going to punch the dough in the middle to flatten it down. Okay. And then let it rest for a little bit more. Now, once it's rested, once it's kind of fully bloomed and fully uh, risen, take the uh, take the dough and you're going to portion it into balls that are about two inches in diameter, and let each of those balls rest for about five minutes. And then you're going to flatten those balls into discs about three to three and a half inches in diameter. Okay, so now that you've got those done, you're going to make the cheeseburger filling. Okay, you're going to take a pound of ground beef. Uh, In the recipe, I used Kobe American beef because it was on the grocery store shelf and it tastes delicious. Uh, But any ground beef will do. I recommend something with a little bit higher fatty content uh, so that you get uh, some good flavor. You're going to dice up a medium-sized onion so that you you have nice diced minced onions. And then you're going to put those into a pan and let them saute until they're a nice translucent finish. And then you're going to add your your beef and you're going to brown the ground ground beef until it is nice and brown all over and then make sure you drain it because you don't want all that fat 
getting into the bow buns because otherwise you'll just get soggy buns and nobody likes soggy buns. Now, uh, when you return the beef and the onion mixture to the pan, this is where we're going to add mustard, ketchup to the mixture, salt and pepper to flavor it. Add a liberal amount because you're going to want some flavor to this. The bao bun dough is very dull, very boring. The flavor is, is going to be in your filling. So add some mustard, ketchup, and uh, salt and pepper to that mixture. Uh, add anything else you want here, some barbecue sauce, uh, play with it, kind of do what you will with it. But this is where you're going to add your seasonings. So now once that has uh, been made, set that aside to cool. And now, once it's cool, you're going to add that filling to the dough. So you've got your three-inch circles. You're going to put those in the palm of your hand, add some filling to the dough. You're going to, you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to fold the edges around until you get a nice little ball of dough and filling. And you're going to kind of crimp it at the top and twist it. Now, once those have been uh, made, you're going to cover those with a damp kitchen towel to keep the bow from drying out. Uh, so that when you're ready to cook them, you're ready to cook them. Now, the cooking method is uh, a steaming method. So, uh, if you don't have a steamer, I'll give you the uh, the hacked way to do this. You take your biggest soup pot, uh, an eight-gallon uh, pot, a Dutch oven, whatever you want. Fill that, uh, fill the bottom of that with about a two-inch uh, barrier of water, and bring that to a boil. You're then going to take a colander, a plastic colander. You set that in the middle of the pot. You're going to rest that colander on the edges of the pot so it kind of creates a barrier for the bow buns to sit while they steam. And then you put about three or four into the bottom of that colander at a time. <coughs> and that's where you get uh, the steaming method. Cover it with a lid so that it steams up. And in about six to eight minutes, uh, you've got a perfectly steamed bow bun. And you set that aside, let it cool down a little bit because the inside is volcano hot. And enjoy. Dip it in mustard, dip it in ketchup. Uh, if you make it at home, l- let us know how you made it. Let us know what you did. And uh, share it on the po- share it on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. So, uh, good night, everyone, and uh, happy eating. <laughs>